1: With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Michael McCall says that the White House has assured him that President Donald Trump remains 100% behind efforts in the House to pass an immigration bill.
2: I felt very optimistic we're going to have a, a, a solution uh, to this problem. And if we don't do this, you're going to see more and more of these kids uh, at the border. And, and let's let's not forget the dangerous journey they make.
1: That audio courtesy of Fox News Sunday. President Trump says people who invade the U.S. must immediately be sent back to their countries and not be given a court hearing. Mr. Trump tweets Sunday that the U.S. immigration system is laughed at all over the world and is very unfair to individuals using legal avenues to gain entry. The president says we cannot allow all these people to invade our country. This is SRN News.
2: Dennis Prager explains the left's position on the border. One of the reasons that there are no competing goods for the left on this issue is they don't really care if we are inundated with illegal immigrants. That's one reason. Another reason is everything is seen in the prism of how can it hurt this administration. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays
3: at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 2 p.m. here at the Patriot and the Northern Alliance Radio Network with The Closer, Brad Carlson, continues next. If you missed out on the first hour, just a reminder, Brad is back to 1 to 3 p.m. here Sunday afternoons on the Patriot. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with The Closer, Brad Carlson. That continues next. A quick look at weather. Mostly cloudy out there. Near 80. Tonight there's a chance of showers and we could see some storms Monday afternoon. Mid to upper 70s for our high on Monday. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson.
4: And Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also uh, check us out on Twitter. Just use hashtag Narnshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And if you'd like to uh, weigh in on any of the other topics, check out our Facebook page. Just do do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. You can uh, send us a message there. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. I'm still a little giddy, John Berg, and uh, and new producer Ryan over my uh, second hour. It's been a long time since I've been able to say welcome back to the second hour, but here we are. And as always, we appreciate you listeners uh, hanging with me for this past couple of years where it's just been a one hour show. It's been uh, pretty entertaining, but uh, I've had a lot of fun, but it's even more fun to do two hours because there's so much news to get to in this era of Trump as there is always going to be. I feel like I'm kind of starting a new kind of a uh, kind of a kind of a baptism. I got a uh, uh, got an extra hour on the show, so I'm now two hours, and uh, got no, got a new board ops. So welcome, Ryan, and uh, Ryan. For future reference, if you ever want to chime in, just wave your hand and turn on the microphone because uh, I like interactive participation. I appreciate the callers in the first hour and uh, and everything else, and and John Berg looking on the Secretary of State website to uh, find uh, some key information. It's a team effort here. It's a team effort to put on a, a two hour show. That is uh, that is for certain. Uh, I do want to get to some local news from this past week. i relatively local, like within the state of Minnesota anyways. Uh, you probably heard on the news and probably maybe even attended the rally up in Duluth last Wednesday. Uh, President Donald Trump made a uh, trip up to Duluth, a uh, mining country. They have really benefited from some of the Trump policies where mining and industry like that has really made a comeback. And uh, President Trump Visited Duluth to, uh, it was uh, Amsoil Arena, to a a capacity crowd. This is what the president likes to do. Say what you want about him, but he likes to go to these uh, particular areas of the country where he performed well, whether it's in West Virginia or Michigan uh, or here he was in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, that uh, benefited from some of his policies, or at least the particular area. Now, Duluth itself, the citizens of Duluth itself, uh, that's a still a pretty liberal city, so they overwhelmingly voted against Donald Trump. But in the kind of the outlier areas, at least within the Duluth, and obviously the congressional district in which Duluth resides, congressional district 8 went overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. That's why there's such tremendous optimism in the 2018 midterms for uh, Republican candidate Pete Stauber to flip that seat to, uh, to an R, because it's been occupied by a Democrat for, gosh, probably... I would say seventy of the last seventy, uh, probably seventy-two out of the last seventy-four years, a Democrat has occupied that particular seat. It's been a long time. I know that, um, if my math is correct, and it may not be, but uh, be that as it may, uh, I Trump likes to go to these areas because he gets he gets feedback. People come there to see him. It's a sellout crowd. And he loves basking in the in the adulation that he receives. And he gets immediate feedback, obviously, from the people who attend these rallies. And it's also a way to kind of say, hey, see this? I'm still incredibly popular in all these regions across the country, despite the media narratives that are being put out there. Well, one particular story, and I know Mitch covered this at great length yesterday, and it's something that I'd like to cover and maybe give um, my own perspective as well. Uh, It's become a disturbing trend that anyone who shows even tacit approval for President Trump or perceived approval for President Trump can be ostracized in certain areas of life. And what I'm what I'm bringing up in particular is the Duluth rally. Now, uh, Minnesota native and NBA Hall of Famer Kevin McHale was spotted in the crowd at this particular rally. Now, Kevin McHale is obviously originally from the Iron Range, Hibbeek, Minnesota, and I believe uh, he and his wife Lynn still have a cabin up north, in the, uh, up north there as well. So they're still generally in the area. And as photos of this rally were circulating online and, uh, uh, and on Twitter, someone said, huh, that kind of looks like uh, Kevin McHale there in the audience at a, uh, at a Trump rally. What's that all about? Now, Kevin McHale's eleven, okay? And he's pretty well known around this state, obviously, because he played basketball at the University of Minnesota and, of course, was a longtime general manager and front office guy with the Timberwolves. And then after he left the Timberwolves, he coached the Houston Rockets for a few years, and he still is on, and now that he's not coaching anymore, he still is part of Turner Network Television's uh, television broadcast of um of the nba and so he's he's recognizable and someone picked him out of the crowd and apparently there were these amateur sleuths by oh i'm gonna find out if that was really kevin McHale, because if that's kevin McHale, and some of the stuff that's going on with the president and he's at a trump rally yeah yeah he's dead to me in fact uh former sports guy uh, henry lake he used to be on uh, one of the sports stations in uh I'm not going to name which one. I don't really care which one doesn't matter. I know which one, but I don't really care. I'm not going to give them any pub on this show. Uh, he's down at I think he's down in Kansas City now, or at least he was. Uh, oh, Ryan's giving me the thumbs up. I got that right. I got a factoid right. Appreciate giving me back, Ryan. So, <laughs> so Henry Lake basically said, "Boy, if if that was really Kevin McHale and uh, and he's at a Trump rally, given everything that has been surrounding Trump this week, well, man, he's done. He's done." And I I was so disappointed to see that because I actually like Henry Lake but for someone to basically say that you should no longer be able to work in a specific industry because you may or may not support a president who you don't like. First of all, who made you the moral authority as to whether associating with a sitting president is a, is a bad thing. Like the the, the president is so toxic and so terrible and such a, a, a thunderous dictator that anybody just, Within a few feet of him, all of a sudden, that person is persona non grata. And uh, Lynn McHale, who I know a little bit, I know Kevin's wife, Lynn, a little bit. She's, as Mitch alluded to, she's been at some Minnesota organization of blogger parties in the past. I follow Lynn on Twitter. We're Facebook friends as well. And Lynn is very, very opinionated. Okay, she's well right of center, ideology, ideological-wise, and is not shy about sharing her political opinions. And... I was saddened, though not the least bit surprised, when Lynn informed her Facebook community of some of the response to her husband merely being in a crowd of thousands to hear a sitting president speak. Here was Lynn McHale's uh, Facebook uh, post. Uh, My husband and I went to the Trump rally last night, and the quote-unquote tolerant people on Twitter are now saying he should never work another NBA game again. Imagine. And again, this is... Sad. It's the saddens me, but it's not the least bit surprising because, for all the moral preening, athletes and coaches engage in over the salient social issues of our time. Apparently, diversity of thought is one that's to be left at the door if anybody dare espouses or or doesn't espouse "quote unquote" progressive values. I mean, the NBA is is as you know, there is as involved in as social issues as as they possibly can be. I believe uh, they well within the past year a couple years ago they moved their nba all there was an nba all-star game that was going to take place in charlotte coming up in the next couple of years the nba decided not to have it there because the state of north carolina passed a bathroom bill basically saying you can only use a restroom if you are the gender with which you were born and how sad is that by the way that that's a controversial statement that if you have male parts you need to use the men's room if you have lady parts you need to use the ladies room how controversial you know that how sad is this society that has come to that? But here we are. So the NBA dipped its toe in that particular water. Uh, also, the NFL. The NFL, obviously, very well versed in social issues. And they, these same people who are saying Kevin McHale should never work with anything associated with the NBA anymore, how many of these same people were pitching a fit when the NFL came out with its national anthem policy, basically saying you will stand. During the national anthem, prior to the kickoff, or you're to stay in the locker room. And these people pitch to fit. You're taking away their right to speak, their right to use their platform to push their social issues. But Kevin McHale, private citizen, wasn't bringing any attention to himself at all. And again, he's six foot eleven. Hard not to draw attention to yourself when you're six foot eleven. I get that, but you're telling me he doesn't have a right to be a private citizen. And here's the thing. And Mitch brought this up yesterday too. I've had I've met Kevin McHale when he and his wife Lynn came to these blogger parties. Great people. I You know, I'm such a sports rube. I probably could have spent three hours talking to Kevin McHale and hammering him up about basketball, but you know what? I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be one of those fans because he wanted to be out on a night, enjoy time with his wife. Yeah, he was around other people, of course, but I, I just didn't want to be like one of those people. I've become very cognizant of that as I've got older because he probably gets that constantly because he's a Hall of Famer, all right? Who better to talk about pro basketball than with a Hall of Famer? So I talked with Lynn and Kevin about politics. And guess what? Lynn did most of the talking because Kevin was, yeah, I like politics. I'm interested in it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, whatever. And by the way, uh, there was also a picture that was circulated back in 1988 when uh, Massachusetts governor and Democrat Michael Dukakis was running for president. And there was a picture of who? Kevin McHale shooting hoops with Michael Dukakis at the Minnesota State Fair. During the summer of uh, 88, obviously, this was just before the NBA started because, you know, Kevin McHale obviously grew up in Minnesota and, of course, played his basketball in the state of Massachusetts where Dukakis was governor. And Lynn also emphasized that, hey, we, you know, we've been both sides of the aisle back in the day when they lived in Massachusetts. They went to fundraiser for Joe Kennedy when I think Joe Kennedy was running for Congress. Okay, but as long as you're associating with the right candidates, it's all good. But suddenly these, moral, these self-declared moral arbiters saying, well, Trump is toxic, he's terrible, any tacit approval of him is to be met with swift repudiation. And this is, this is the frustrating aspect of this. He didn't draw any attention to himself, Kevin McHale, at all. It's not like LeBron James when he was stumping for Hillary Clinton in 2016 when Hillary visited the state of Ohio. Or San Antonio Spurs head coach, Greg Popovich, when there's regular media scrums talking to Popovich, whether it's pregame, during a practice, postgame, someone inevitably likes to get Coach Pop wound up because he hates Trump so much, so they just throw him a piece of red meat and ask him about Donald Trump and let uh, Popovich go to town, and he rips Trump. And guess what? More power to him. He was asked a question, Popovich is answering it. I have zero problem with people who consistently criticize the president. Steve Kerr, same thing. That's how you want to use your time during your media sessions to rip the president? And if, and if these reporters want to throw you red meat and just say, you know, sick them, go ahead. Find a an nandy. But here's the thing. You're in your capacity as head coach. Popovich, when these media scrums are taking place, they're probably at the Spurs practice facility or in the coach's office at the arena. They're in their capacity as head coaches. Yet it's perfectly fine for them to rip Donald Trump a new one. But Kevin McHale, private citizen, NBA season, it's not even in season. Season's over. And he goes to a Trump rally probably just to go along with his wife because his wife is more uh, rabid about politics than probably Kevin is because, again, when I talked to Kevin, I didn't get a sense that he was all that fired up about it. Not, not nearly the degree his wife is. I, I know. Who knows what he thinks behind closed doors? I have no idea. All I'm telling you is the impression I get by talking to him. And here's the thing. If there was a sitting Democrat president like Barack Obama, you know, if 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 a leftist friend of mine invited me to go to a speech by Barack Obama, I probably go. Would that mean I support Obama? Of course not, because here is the thing: he was a sitting president of the United States, and as we as citizens of this country, shouldn't that be part of our civic engagement to go hear our elected officials talk? So it's it's. um I mean, leftists, they've been chock full of irony this week. You know, as we talked about with Matt Mikowiak, they insisted that Trump, uh, who they, they signed an executive order, you know, basically rewrite immigration laws via executive fiat, you know, so much for their strange new respect for separation of powers. And then they go and exhibit a fascist mindset themselves by implying someone doesn't have a right to earn a living because he attended a political speech given by someone who these leftists reviled. But, uh, hey, progress or something. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. That's hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show. And look us up at Facebook, Northern Alliance Radio Network, on our Facebook page, comment, questions, whatever. Brad Carlson the closer right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't know where
2: Want to change how you feel significantly? Relieffactor.com will do that for you. Support for temporary relief of minor aches and pains. If you're out there exercising, you go a little bit too far, as I did on Saturday, you definitely need Relief Factor on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, I take it every day, as do tens of thousands of people. They know that they should have omega, which is fish oil, resveratrol, which you can get from drinking red wine, but you don't know how much, I carry and curcumin altogether, carefully calibrated, perfectly formulated, the combination of four natural supplements – that everyone agrees you ought to be taken every single day. This makes it easy to do in the amount that is appropriate for your body. The starter pack is nineteen ninety-five. You try it for three weeks. Put everything else away that your doctor says you can put away. Don't not take what he tells you to take. And then see if you don't feel terrific. You'll feel much better. Relieffactor.com works. Tens of thousands of people say so. Their testimonials are abundant and real and sincere. Go and watch them and then get relieffactor.com. This is David
0: Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. California lives on the edge of change. A few years ago, the Golden State adopted two big changes to its elections. Open primaries, in which voters choose candidates from any party, and a top-two primary, where the top-two finishers qualify for the general election, regardless of party. The idea was to elect more moderate candidates. The results are coming in, and it isn't working. The 2018 primary shows that Republicans still vote for Republicans and Democrats for Democrats. People don't cross party lines looking for an idealized moderate candidate. Plus, the unintended consequence is often no real choice in the general election. In 2016, two liberal Democrats ran for the Senate, and in many state races, there were either two Democrats or two Republicans. Worse, candidates have gamed the system to face a weaker opponent later. Beware election reforms from California. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
4: Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast today. I am closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturdays 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Bergen, these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriots, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am the closer, closing out every weekend from what time? 1 to 3 p.m. Yes, two hours once again. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. Uh, Continuing with the theme of the last segment, there are fascists among us. Uh, I have to to admit, I'm a little disturbed by how people seem to politicize everything in their lives. And I say this as someone who hosts a talk show every Sunday. I host a political talk show. We talk predominantly politics on the show. And perhaps because I have an outlet, that's why I'm able to not let it infect my daily life. Uh, but I blog on a regular basis, bradcarlson.org. I tweet out a lot of political tweets at, at my Twitter feed, am1280brad. So I'm engaged in the news and and occasionally back and forth with folks on, online. But to to live your life where you basically are going through your Twitter feed, looking at a presidential rally, and you see a famous person there and say, well, that famous person should no longer be allowed to uh work in the NBA again. And uh, kudos to uh, uh, many of you know a longtime veteran Star Tribune scribe, Patrick Royce, who works at the uh, ESPN Sports Station affiliate, uh, or as Mitch affectionately refers to him as the evil talk empire, uh, because Mitch used to work uh, for Hubbard back in the late 80s. Um, Someone basically said that Kevin McHale should no longer be able to work in the NBA again just for associating with Donald Trump. And Royce found that tweet and replied to it. He says, uh, I am a lifelong Democrat, have never X'd a box for a, geo, for a Republican in the voting booth. I'm here to tell you, that take is utterly moronic. So, good as Patrick for that, and, and he's exactly right. Look, I we, we need to be consistent on this stuff like this. Freedom of association also means freedom to not associate. Right? You don't like Donald Trump, you don't like what he stands for, so be it, don't go to his rally. All right? If you don't like Trump but you maybe want to hear what he has to say because you want to make it as part of your civic engagement in your community, fantastic. Check it out and then and then rip away. But the the kind of the fascist tendencies continued with a story that came out from uh, Lexington, Virginia. You may have heard about this where President Trump's uh, press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked to leave a uh, restaurant. And I'll read from the uh, Washington Post story. Uh, The owner of this restaurant, uh, it's called The Red Hen, uh, and her name was uh, Stephanie Wilkinson. And this uh, restaurant, again, located in Lexington, Virginia, about 200 miles from the White House. Now, uh, Wilkinson knew Lexington, population 7,000, had voted overwhelmingly against Trump in a county that voted overwhelmingly for him. She knew the community was deeply divided over such issues as Confederate flags. She knew, she said, that her restaurant ha- and its half-dozen servers and cooks had managed to stay in business for 10 years by keeping politics off the menu. And she knew, she believed, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders worked the ser- worked in the service of an, quote, inhumane and unethical, quote, unquote, administration. That she publicly defended the president's cruelest policies and that, could not stand. I'm not a huge fan of confrontation, Wilkinson said. I have a business, and I want a business to thrive. This feels like the moment in our democracy when people have to make uncomfortable actions and decisions to uphold their morals. When she walked into the restaurant, Wilkinson saw that there had been no mistake. The Red Hen is no bigger than some apartments, and the table and the group table was impossible to miss. Sanders in her black dress, her husband three or four men and women of roughly similar ages, and an older couple. They had cheese boards in front of them, Wilkinson said, like any other family. The kitchen was already preparing the party's main course. Wilkinson interrupted to huddle with her workers. Several red employee, hen employees are gay, she said. They knew Sanders had defended Trump's desire to bar transgender people from the military. This month, they had all watched her evade questions and defended Trump policy that caused migrant children to be separated from their parents. Tell me what you want me to do. I can ask her to leave, Wilkinson told her staff. They said yes. So reading that story, I can't help but think how many people, again, let's let's do the old Venn diagram here. How many people thought it was an absolute outrage that a baker, i.e. Jack Phillips in Colorado who owned a bakery, did not want to use his artistic talents for a ceremony? For a, a re- relationship he didn't believe in, okay, i.e., he didn't want to design cakes for a gay wedding. He didn't have anything against gay people themselves. If this gay couple had come in and said, hey, we want to buy all these cupcakes and this particular cake, we just want to buy them right here, right now for our gay wedding, he would have sold it to him. So this idea that Jack Phillips had a sign on his store saying no gays allowed was woefully inaccurate. He didn't want to lend his abilities for a ceremony with which he disagreed. See, this is what drives me nuts about these particular issues, particularly LGBT issues. The idea that you disagree with somebody's lifestyle or that you disagree with their union, i.e. gay marriage, means you automatically hate that person. This is, this is, this is where we are now, where disapproval of someone's choices in life, disapproval of basically how they live their life, means you automatically hate that person. I know plenty of I know plenty of atheists who disagree with me when it comes to Christianity and religion. I'm first and foremost a believer in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I attend church every Sunday. Okay, I read my word of God practically every day. And my atheist friends vehemently disagree with the choices I've made in my lifestyle to worship something that they believe doesn't exist. But do they hate me because of it? Do they want to disassociate with me because of it? I I don't think so. Okay, they're still my friends. All right? So that's point number one. Secondly, uh, so all of a sudden, you find it so abhorrent. And by the way, it's the, the, the Supreme Court obviously ruled on just the Jack Phillips case alone that he is allowed to have his religious beliefs and free to not have to be forced into an association he doesn't want to be forced into so from that end Stephanie Wilkinson who owns this redhead restaurant here's something that may surprise you I'm all for her saying look we we don't want to serve you here we ask that you polite we ask that you leave and I love how she spinned it, by the way. She says, well, you know, we just asked her to leave and she left on her own. It's not like we kicked her out or forced her to leave or refused her service. You know, she was already eating from the cheese tray and they are already preparing their entree. So that's how she's spinning it. So she's trying to play both ends here. And it's like, no, you basically were conveying an attitude of, well, we don't serve your kind, or you left it up your, to your employees. And this this is what I, what I don't understand. It's like you're free to have these particular beliefs, but it's like all is she going to come into this particular restaurant and call some sort of agency and have these people rounded up because, because they're gay, because this is basically what almost is what they're implying here. It's ridiculous. So I I've been, I'm a big fan of freedom of association. So if this is the road that you want to go down then I'm sorry, you no longer have any right to complain about the Supreme Court's decision for Jack Phillips in Masterpiece Cake Shop, where he was allowed to exercise his religious beliefs and therefore not engage in a ceremony which conflicted with those religious beliefs. If you were angry about that, your anger is no longer credible if you support something like this. And here's the thing. I'm big on freedom of association. You know, i also big on freedom not to associate. I don't want to be forced into having a relationship or interaction with someone with whom I don't want to be around for any reason. Could be for any reason. But I, I just don't understand how we've come to a point where politics seems to infect every area of our lives. What what a way to live. I, I don't get it. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
5: I'm a one-trick pony, literally. I show up at kids' parties and act cute. That's pretty much it. So excuse me for being bitter when GEICO says not only could we save you money on car insurance, but we do more, like give you 24-7 access online, over the phone, or even via our award-winning mobile app. Well, ooh-la-la, aren't they multi-talented? Hey, I said organic carrots. GEICO.
0: Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
1: Fact. The government will always try to shortchange you in an eminent domain case. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you don't pay them. Kurt Schnitker from the Schnitker Law Office knows how to get the money you're due. He'll prove your property is more valuable than what the government says it is. Because of the hassle, most of the time a property owner settles for a smaller portion of what they should be paid. Schnitker Law often gets double or triple what the government offers you. Unless you know the law and how it benefits you, you can end up leaving a lot of money on the table. Don't go it alone and settle for less. Call Schnitker Law. They use appraisers and their extensive knowledge of the law. They know condemnation rules, and they know how to negotiate with the government. Schnitker Law uses all these skills to get you what you deserve. Don't take the government's lowball offer. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you owe them nothing. There's no risk. Call today, 763-252-0114. Schnitker Law Office, online at minnesotaeminentdomain.com.
5: What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit IBelieve.com. IBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. IBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit IBelieve.com. That's IBelieve.com.
6: told me about welcome
4: back AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network it is me Brad Carlson thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast and here to take your phone calls 651-289-4488 and we could also uh, if you want to weigh in uh, on the program via Twitter hey feel free to do so it's hashtag Narn show hashtag N-A-R-N show Hashtag Narn Show. And also find us on Facebook. Just do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook, and uh, you can find us there. Like our page and follow along for all of the uh, latest posts. And I do uh, post a uh, video on Facebook uh, every uh, Sunday before my show. Kind of give a sneak preview of what our show is going to be about. And uh, feel free to weigh in on those as well. And as always, thank you for tuning in as we uh, make our rebirth into two-hour-long radio shows. So (laughs) I appreciate uh, uh, you tuning in and uh, supporting the Northern Alliance Radio Network for these past 14-plus years. And I I think I heard correctly. Mitch was teasing a blogger party coming up possibly sometime this summer. Oh, would that be a blast? Those are long overdue. I mean, Mitch has been talking about having a 10th anniversary Narn party. Well, since the 10th anniversary was four years ago. Uh we I I'd say we're overdue but uh, we'll, we'll definitely make it happen uh, cuz we love uh going out to the various uh, venues and uh just associating with some of our uh favorite uh, listeners, bloggers. Some people still blog, but others stay engaged in the political arena in other areas, but either way, we definitely look forward to that. So I guess uh uh stay tuned for more details, as they say. I did want to remark on the uh passing of political commentator Charles Krauthammer. This past week, uh, Charles Krauthammer uh, died after a uh, battle with cancer at the age of 68. Uh, Many of you remember Charles Krauthammer, syndicated columnist, uh, very, very uh, thoughtful, uh, insightful columnist. He appeared regularly on the All-Star panel on the Fox News program Special Report which was first hosted by Brit Hume back in the late 90s into the mid-2000s. Then when Britt Hume retired, Brett Baer has since taken over as the moderator of Special Report. And Charles has has been one of the mainstays on that particular panel. To be perfectly honest, if I ever watched Fox News, I'm not home during Sundays, obviously. Fox News Sunday is always a good show uh, to catch up on. I'll catch up maybe on some highlights, some clips of uh, Fox News Sunday. Chris Wallace does a terrific job with that. And then special report with Brett Baer. I usually catch the tail end of it because I'm usually not home from work until that broadcast ends. But the, but the last couple of segments are always the best part because you have the all-star panel. And typically the all-star panel included Charles Krauthammer, very insightful commentator, very measured. Uh, and if you ever heard him speak or give his commentary, you thought he was one of these intellectual stuff shirts. That didn't that barely cracked a smile, and from people who knew him, would tell you that he was not that way. He was not that way at all. He was one of the kindest, warmest, gentlest, funniest people you ever met. And I thought Britt Hume said it best. He said, "You know, you look at someone like Charles Krauthammer, and you don't. And you look at him, and it's like this is not someone who has the makings of a TV star. He's just not. But he became a TV star, a huge TV star." on the sheer power of his intellect because he was just one of the great thinkers of our time. And his story always intrigued me. He was a medical student back in the early 1970s, 1972 when he had a diving accident. Apparently the diving board was extended too far over the pool into the shallow end. And when he dove, his head hit the bottom of the pool and it hit at the very right angle, which ended up, severing his spinal cord, and he was confined to a wheelchair since 1972, so basically the last 46 years of his life. And here's the crazy thing. I did not know Charles Krauthammer was in a wheelchair until about 2004. Now, I had watched him on Special Report back in the early 2000s, right around 9-11 is where I really started to pay attention to more political media and, and watch Special Report back then with Brit Hume and Charles Krauthammer was on the panel and how very uh pr- how very insightful he was with his commentary about the war of our time which of course spawned the war on terror after the 9/11 terrorist attacks and he was just terrific i loved it and i loved listening to him and really helped further along my passion for politics i mean i i was into politics probably since the early 90s and voted and paid Attention to the news, but I really wasn't passionate about my observance of politics until I can't say Charles Krauthammer Crown, is the sole reason for it, but he was definitely part of my being my becoming more into politics. I guess you could say, and it was about two thousand four. About a month before the 2004 presidential election that uh, Christopher Reeve passed away. Now, you remember Christopher Reeve, who played Superman the Superman movies back in the 80s. He he himself had his own uh, accident, severe accident, in 1995, which rendered him paralyzed from the neck down, like Charles Krauthammer was. And Christopher Reeve was a friend of Democrat presidential candidate John Kerry. And Christopher Reeve passed away. Again, this was about a month or two before the November 2004 elections. And John Edwards, who was John Kerry's running mate in '04, got up and said, you know, we lost a champion for, uh, who was passionate and advocating for stem cell research. We need to fund more research. And he says, if we continue to do the work that I know we will do once John Kerry is president, people like Christopher Reeve are going to get up out of that wheelchair and walk again. I, wish, I should have maybe looked up the sound. I wonder if there was a sound clip for that. I do It doesn't matter. I should have maybe looked it up, but I remember that. And I remember Charles Krauthammer was so outraged over that. He said, you know, we've made some strides in stem cell research, but this idea that government funding alone for stem cell research is going to cause people to basically rise up and walk, especially if John Kerry is president, is is insulting. It's disgusting. It's outrageous. And... It was then when Charles Crowdhammer talked about his own accident. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's sitting in a wheelchair? I I mean, literally, it was three years of watching Charles Crowdhammer before I even realized he was in a wheelchair. And that speaks to the magnitude of the man himself. Is the fact, he didn't let that deter him. He was writing columns every week. He wrote a book a couple of years ago, a best-selling book that would Certainly uh, stands to reason when it's a Pulitzer Prize winner writing a book. And my mother-in-law actually got that for me for Christmas a couple of years ago. It's uh, uh, Things That Matter by Charles Krauthammer. I started to read it. And as, as a, this, is, this is one of my biggest frustrations in life. This is kind of an aside. I start so many books and get maybe a quarter way to halfway through them and then put them down and don't pick them up again. Because there's so many books I want to read that I start reading a bunch of them and never finish any of them. So, And Charles Krauthammer's book, Things That Matter, is one of them. So I've got to pick that up and, and go through it again because I've heard nothing but great things about it ultimately. I mean, i enjoyed the first few chapters that I've actually delved into. So anyways, so it was literally three years of watching Charles Krauthammer in the All-Star panel on Fox News' special report that I even knew he was in a wheelchair. And again, that spoke to who he was. This wasn't a, a barrier to his life and pursuing his life's passion. Now remember, he went to school to be a psychiatrist and he said it so eloquently as only Charles Cronhammer could say, he said it, and I I wish I could, I wish I had the quote in front of me, but he said he chose psychiatry because it was a great balance between uh, the facts and the philosophy of, of life. So of medicine, so psychiatry, it was, and he was a practicing psychiatrist for a few years, but his passion always lied in politics, political commentary, because he became fascinated with the process. So he moved to Washington, D.C. in the late 70s, and, and his his mindset was quite simply, you know what, if I move to Washington, that's where politics is play, taking place, right? So if I move there, perhaps I could find a, a different career and get into politics. And at the encouragement of his wife, she said, "Yeah, absolutely, go for it." So he started writing for the left-leaning New Republic. Or uh, I, I, I'm sorry, back up a second. He didn't write for right away. It was the late 70s. He he was working as a speechwriter for then vice presidential, uh, for then vice president Walter Mondale. So he worked in the Carter administration. Then, Carter was soundly defeated in the 1980 election by Ronald Reagan. So the New Republic then approached Charles Krauthammer and said, "Well, it looks like you're going to be out of a job pretty soon because Ronald Reagan was elected president. You want to come write for us?" And Charles Krauthammer said, "Yeah, absolutely." And he was a left—he he obviously was a leftist at that point, Democrat—and the New Republic is a leftist magazine. Well, obviously, with Ronald Reagan as president, he wrote a lot about Ronald Reagan, and Charles Krauthammer found himself agreeing with Reagan on the foreign policy aspects of the Reagan administration, not the domestic side just yet. Charles Krauthammer said it took about another 10 years before I made the full conversion to conservative conservatism on the domestic side because he always believed in bigger government and and the new deal and everything else and then realized under the Reagan uh, under the and Charles Krauthammer labeled it the Reagan doctrine in 1985 and it stuck ever since then you, if you ever hear the phrase the Reagan doctrine credit Charles Krauthammer So that thus was kind of his full evolution to uh, conservatism. So what you knew about him on the surface was he was this very talented writer, Pulitzer Prize winning writer, insightful commentator, very blunt with his opinions, didn't hold back. And in fact, I remember during the 2016 election cycle, he said, you know, here we have the most talented crop of Republican candidates we've had in 35 years, we You could pick any 12 of these candidates, any of these Republicans at random, and you have the best cabinet in a presidential administration in my lifetime, yet we're focusing all of our time on this rodeo clown. That's how he referred to Donald Trump, then-candidate Donald Trump, as a rodeo clown. Did not think much of Trump. Didn't think much of Trump's style after Trump was elected president. Okay? So just because Trump had an R next to his name, Charles Krauthammer didn't toe the line. He didn't. Lift up Trump just because they were of the same party affiliation. And that's what you loved about it. But aside from all that, there was a story by a Time magazine writer by the name of Nash Jenkins. He put together a Twitter thread that gave you insight to Charles the Man. You heard about these stories about Charles the Man, people who knew him well, whether it was Britt Hume or Brett Baer or Jonah Goldberg or the stagehand at the Fox News studios that would help them get ready for special report. You heard all these great stories about Charles the man and how he loved simple things like baseball. Baseball was his passion. And, in fact, the moment of silence he got at the Washington Nationals game just after he died probably was the perfect moment for his life, if you would ask him, right? Well, Nash Jenkins of Time Magazine um, talked about a meeting that his father had with Charles Krauthammer. And I'll read it real quick. Uh, In October 2016, my dad met Krauthammer and Robert Reich at a thing in Washington. I'm not exactly sure what the thing was, but they chatted for a while after. My dad's a geek for this stuff, so he got a photo and posted it to Instagram. Until I saw that photo, I'd had no idea that Krauthammer was in a wheelchair. I just knew him as the pundit, the conservatives of an older generation, like my dad, revered. He was and remains paralyzed from the chest down. Doctors told him, uh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead here. Uh, apparently Jenkins went on to write that he investigated why Krauthammer was confined or perhaps unconfined to a wheelchair, discovering the account of how the then medical student was paralyzed in a diving accident as a young man. How sad Jenkins recalls thinking at the time, a few years after that photo was taken, uh, Jenkins, uh, well, it couldn't have been a few years. It was about a year after that photo was taken. Jenkins' father suffered a devastating injury while surfing. He He was and remains paralyzed from the chest down. Doctors told him very candidly that he'd never walk again. For my sisters and me, those first two weeks remain foggy. Those memories are shrouded in a pantina of grief, confusion, fear, and in my case, jet lag. I'd flown back from Hong Kong once we realized the severity of the injury. But what I do remember is the email Charles Krauthammer sent my dad. Dear Mr. Jenkins, I heard about your accident. I'm so sorry. I enjoyed meeting you last year and am deeply sympathetic to your new and most harrowing situation. As you know, I've been there. I know full well how difficult things are at the beginning and and often how hopeless they seem. I also do know what's possible. As it turns out to be, quite a lot. I don't pretend it's everything. But a good and productive and deeply enjoyable life is possible. What it required in my case was the simple determination to keep going in the direction I was headed. I found that I could do psychiatry and then a journalism career at a totally even par with my colleagues. Your accident is occurring much later than life in life than mine. I was 22, which presents its own challenges. On the other hand, you have so many years of experience and much respect and admiration from friends, colleagues, and family accumulated over a lifetime. They will serve you well and help you through that will, at first, be significant challenges. I write you because I know the challenges firsthand. I know how discouraging they can be initially, but I also know with absolute certainty that they can be accommodated and even overcome, sorry, scroll past that, and that a good life is possible. I'm fully aware of how terribly discouraging it is to have put in twice the effort for gains that seem so meager at the beginning, but I can assure you that it can be done, and then it is rewarded. I don't mean to sugarcoat things. Life is more difficult with a spinal cord injury, but the obstacles are not insurmountable. I know this is all scant consolation and is not meant is not really meant as that. It is simply meant to give you a different perspective on your future. Mine is from the rearview mirror. I know what can actually be. I also know that for me, so, so soon after your accident, it is perspective. You are looking into a future that is not necessarily unnecessarily clear to you. I wish only to assure you from my own experience of 45 years post-accident that it could be a very good life indeed. I hope this is helpful. I wish you the best in your recovery. Charles Krauthammer. And Nash Jenkins concluded, There is no playbook for coping with spinal cord injuries. They're statistically rare. Support networks are limited at best. But in a year that has been defined by uncertainty and emotional exhaustion, that letter has meant the world to my dad and to us. I always wanted to thank Mr. Krauthammer for that, and I'm ashamed that I never did. It was a voice of lucid hope at a time when my family needed it more than anything. I will always be so grateful for it. Anyway, I'm a wreck now as I've been for much of the last 12 months, but who's counting? Monday marks a year since my dad's injury and I love him so much. I guess I don't really care about Charles Krauthammer's politics right now. There will be others to eulogize and critique. I'm writing this because Charles knew what to say at a time when virtually no one did, and he took the time to say it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it meant so much. Wow, that's great. 651-289-4488 is the number to call, or use hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, wrapping up the broadcast in mere moments. Go nowhere. Go nowhere. And where are you
3: when the sun goes down? AM 1280, The Patriot. Is your home ready for the summer? Do you have ugly green and black stains on your home? Spray and Forget, the original no-rinse exterior cleaner, eliminates these ugly stains caused by mold, mildew, and algae. Spray and Forget brilliantly cleans roofs, decks, siding, fencing, walkways, driveways, outdoor furniture, and more. Remove stains up to 50% faster than competing no-rinse cleaners. Make your home and outdoor living spaces brilliant again. Look for the yellow label at participating Ace, Home Depot, True Value, and Do It Best stores.
7: I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As
5: a space systems operator. and I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration We deliver
7: the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying
5: to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take
7: care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then
5: flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities.
7: The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most
0: exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The
5: Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did.
1: Being able to travel.
0: I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates.
5: We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve.
7: Listening to this in a car, it's making sure you're moving forward. If you've ever flown on a plane from the MSP airport, it's helping you get to your destination. When Amazon delivers a box to your door, it's made sure the order gets to you. It's the Enbridge Line 3 oil pipeline. It's how Minnesota gets the oil we need to create the fuel and other products that we use every day in every part of Minnesota. Line 3 is very important, but it needs to be replaced. The best way to protect our environment is to replace aging infrastructure with a state-of-the-art pipeline that uses the newest technology available. That's why Enbridge has worked hard to create the right plan and the best way to make sure this happens. Replacing Line 3 will protect our economy and protect the environment while maintaining the quality of life in our communities. That's also why our group, Minnesotans for Line 3, wants to make sure Minnesota does the right thing and lets this project move forward. To learn more and to join us, please visit minnesotansforline3.com. That's minnesotansforline, the number 3, dot com.
3: Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot.
4: Hey, welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio network. One final segment on the broadcast called The Closer, this uh, two hour broadcast, reinvigorating the closer. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Only have a few minutes to go on the program, but I did want to get to this uh, particular excerpt: uh, the MTV, mu- uh, m- uh, the MTV Movie and TV Awards, which uh, I didn't know still existed. Just as I'm shocked, the MTV Video and Music Awards still exists, because who plays music videos anymore? Who's I, I have no idea. But uh, there was a actor, Chris Pratt, who is uh, many of you are probably familiar with him. I'm not. A- I'm not big into movies, but he's into he's in. Been some pretty uh, high-profile movies of late, and is also Andy Dwyer from Parks and Recreation, the TV show. Uh, anyways, uh, David French wrote about this uh, piece, talking about a very powerful excerpt of Chris Pratt's speech as he accepted the uh, Generation Award for the at the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, I'll read uh, David uh, French's excerpt here. He shared his nine rules for life, and embedded within those rules were a series of powerful truths. You have a soul. If you're strong, be a protector. If you're smart, be a humble influencer. Strength and intelligence can be weapons, and do not wield them against weak. God is real. God loves you, and God wants the best for you. Learn to pray. But here was the kicker, and again, this is from Chris Pratt's speech. Nobody is perfect. People are going to tell you that you're perfect just the way you are. You're not. You are imperfect. You will always be. But there is a powerful force that designed you that way. And if you're willing to accept that, then you will have grace. And grace is a gift. And like the freedom we enjoy in this country, that grace was paid for with somebody else's blood. Do not forget it. Don't take it for granted. This is Chris Pratt on a mtv broadcast okay you don't hear that very much in these particular venues and i think what the overarching message is he's trying to say is look we have flaws you know people try to uplift you and kind of give you this false sense of security and the fact of the matter is you're going to have insecurities there are going to be challenges we're all flawed human beings we were born into this world of sin but guess what You can overcome it, not by yourself, but through God's guiding hand, is basically what I'm taking away from this. And that God's no respecter of persons. He loves us all the same, no matter what kind of mistakes we've made, no matter how much we've fallen down and cracked our proverbial nose. And I just thought this was so refreshing that someone with a platform like this could use it for this purpose. And again, you know, we as much as we like to complain about Hollywood, particularly Robert De Niro getting up at the Tony Awards and saying bleep Trump twice, okay, as much as we like to complain about that, the fact of the matter is these celebrities have large platforms, and they can use them for nefarious purposes or they can use them for noble purposes. And I'm so grateful to see that someone like Chris Pratt, who's so very high profile, decided to use it for these noble purposes and to not give us false hope, but yet hope nonetheless. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. I've had a blast. Look forward to talking to you. Mitch will be in for me next week. I'll be back in two weeks. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
6: Closing time.
3: You've probably noticed those black streaks and stains on your roof. They look horrible. What can you do? You need a roof shampoo. Roof shampoo is the safest, most effective method available to make your roof look new again. Diamond Roofing and Exterior Cleaning, a family-owned Minnesota company, has the equipment designed specifically for cleaning those black streaks and stains. And while other companies use bleach in their cleaning products, Roof Shampoo uses safe, effective, and eco-friendly roof cleaning products that won't harm any landscaping around your home and won't damage your shingles. Plus, it's a fraction of the cost of a new roof. Roof Shampoo also cleans cedar shake roofs, siding, and decks, Restore the beauty of your home with a roof shampoo. Call 763-421-7950 or visit RoofShampooMN.com. That's RoofShampooMN.com. And remember, roof shampoo puts the green in clean. being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets too. Call us today at 763 441 3884. Once again, 763 441 3884 or find us on the web at rbsmn.com.
0: Giving your computer problems a boot. RB's computer
5: Service. Message and data rates may apply.
6: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over? Wear a hat. Just stop. The best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850.